I just can't believe he's gone. Sonic is dead. He's dead. They got him. They, they killed him. They killed him. They killed Sonic the Hedgehog. Guys, uh, I know I'm late to the party here, but um, you, you, you've heard of April Fools, right? I don't think you could. I, I don't think you can joke about something like that. That is so fucked up, Heather. They killed Sonic, and you're coming in here and you're acting like it's just a joke. Our guy is dead. He's dead. I saw his dead body, and he wasn't you, just killed. It wasn't just didn't just die. He was murdered. He's blue. Someone took his life from him. He he first he's always blue. Like it's not like he's blue because he lost oxygen. He's blue because he's blue canonically. It different to me when I saw it. You know, Secondly, you know, he's blue me because he's dead. What? I'm feeling Wait, blue. I didn't. What did you say? He's feeling you know, blue. We're you know grieving blue? here, Heather. Me, Heather, he's dead. I'm feeling so, blue. Sonic Sorry, I only dead. Heard, I, first off, uh, legit. I only heard. I wish he blew me before he was dead. Well, you heard what you thought you wanted Nick to say. <laughs> no, I didn't want him to say that. I want you guys to know what April Fools. I is. just think it's really bad of you to be acting like our friend isn't dead. And acting like it's a, just some big joke. Nick's Friend. so sad. Sorry, I'm crying. I'm he's crying. crying. Sucks. You're Sucks. acting Sucks. like he's not dead. He's dead, dude. He's not dead. It's a. It's a. It's an April Fool's joke. It's you like on on the Heather. First day of April, I'm getting so well, fucking mad. I, our friend I'm, is dead, and you keep saying not, your, it's so messed friend. up to say that. <laughs> He's not your friend. He doesn't exist. Oh, he's not our friend. Oh, he doesn't exist anymore. You know why? He's fucking dead, Heather. Don't you know how this mortal plane works? Once you die, you don't exist anymore. Life's not a video game. You don't ah, respawn. He he didn't. We all. Okay. Okay. You're right. It's not worth fighting. Sonic's dead. He's dead. You guys are right. (laughs) He's fucking dead. And you are right. I did wish he blew me before he died. <laughs> We're the Watson to Detective Tales and interrogate Rouge the Bat in prank visual novel The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog this week on Get Played. to Get Played, your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to Get Played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me. I'm Nick Weiger, here with our third host, Matt Abodaka. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Get Played, the premier video game podcast where we don't just talk about shitty games anymore. It's Mm. been years. Yeah. Mm. It's been fucking years, and we are here to talk about Whatever, whatever we want. You know, one thing we won't be talking about this bullshit indictment. Yeah. So here's <laughs> no. What, what I meant. So we're not going to be talking about today is the Mario movie, which none of us have seen as of this record, yeah, recording a little earlier, a little before it it comes out. That's right. And well, they no, we're recording on time. 
We're recording the day we record. They put this movie out too early. That's what it was, yes. They fucked us. Yeah. I I got I got to be honest, as of this record, the um review to audience review ratio is already out. Yes. Because I guess it's been it's been released in like Central America or something mm-hmm. already. And the disparity between 40% or 30% of uh, legacy critics being like, this movie sucks. And 98 or 95% of audiences going, this movie rules. Yeah. Really, it, it reframes that, um, that famous quote about the Tetris movie about the guy who was like, I've, I, I, I won't even say I've played Tetris. I've never even heard of Tetris. I feel like a lot of these critics are like, wait, this plumber is like a short guy? Yeah, I think there's it's interesting. There's definitely a mix of that. There's definitely a mix of like the the old world elitism, you know, dismissing video games as a as an art form or not even like being aware of them in an almost cartoonish way. Uh, But I think there also are. I did read some. The New York Times review, I think you shared, Heather, did seem like it was someone. It was it was that was a straight up pan, but it did seem like the critic was was very familiar with. Uh, the Mario franchise, at least, was referencing specific entries uh, in in the series. But all that said, I'm more populist than elitist these days. I definitely was the opposite when I was younger and thought I was like above a lot of you know mainstream pop culture. Mm-hmm. And these days, now and I was like, my favorite movie is Mission Impossible Fallout. Like I, just, I <laughs> yeah, fuck like, yeah. I'm probably gonna like. I think I, this will, Super Mario movie. I think will probably be for me, but we'll find out. I just like to go have my freaking popcorn. Have my big drink and have the fucking time of my life and just yeah. escape in the movie theater, baby. And no, no fucking politics. The movie doesn't have to, you know, be all preachy and tell me it's politics. As just- soon as I sniff that this movie has gone woke, I'm leaving the theater. Flush it down I've the damn toilet. That, that I've read some criticism about it having gone woke. Oh boy. Well, I hope they're ready to I've- go broke. <laughs> I've I've read somebody being like. Why does Princess Peach have to have a plot? Can't she just be a damsel in distress? Why does mm. everything have to be a gateway to feminism? Shut, shut the like, fuck up. Who, come like, on. I, 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 I feel like taking an action isn't feminist. Yeah. Like, it's not like, like being like, hey, let's go do, like having a plan. Hey, not that feminism. woman stood up for herself. She's a feminist. <laughs> the, the it, it, like, like the, I think it's been forgotten that 1977 Star Wars, the George Lucas directed, you know, movie that's been retitled A New Hope. Heard of it. Is, uh, yeah, some people, you may have heard of it. But, like, that's, like, the the the, char- the characterization of Princess Leia in that movie is meant to be a subversion of the damsel in distress trope. It's mm-hmm. like they find her and then she takes charge and she tells them what to do, you know? So it's like this has been, a, the, the, it's just, I don't know, that just feels like such an, it's such a tired take at yeah. this point to be like, that's how it started. And then somehow uh, Ray is a, is a uh, what is it called? A Mary Sue or yes, whatever. Yeah. I feel like the internet is a tired take. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for those, those, uh, whatever comes after Gen Zers, whatever that's going to be like Gen Zero. Sure. Fuck. That would be so fucking cool. That Gen would be Zero. really cool. Man. Yeah. Um, like for for them to be like, 
We're done with takes. We're done with clicks. We're going offline. Sure. I'm ready for somebody to hit control, alt, delete on the whole damn thing. You know, I believe it was Albert Einstein who said, I don't know what weapons World War III will be fought with, but World War IV will be fought uh, fought with, uh, like, sticks and stones and stuff. Okay, well, he did say that, but I... Did he say it just like that? I I feel like... (laughs) He said it like that. Yeah, he said it like that. How you doing, Heather? (laughs) So Einstein's a fucking idiot. I feel like you bailed midway through whatever it was that you were actually going to say. Uh Just fuck with me saying no, he didn't. (laughs) That joke, (laughs) whatever was intended there, you shifted to spite me double time. Mm. Like (laughs) you set it up as a spite and you left turned as a spite. Mm, Possible. Or maybe I'm just dumb. Well, we haven't seen the Mario movie, but we have no. been playing some video games, which is the primary topic of this particular podcast. Yes. And so the question. <laughs> <We> have? <laughs> I have. Great. Can't wait. So let's talk about it. Whoa, what, are we, what are we playing? What are you playing? Hey, hey, guys, what are you playing? What are you playing, Nick? Why don't you start? Because you, you, you're like, oh, I, I've been playing some stuff. I have. So tell us what you've stuff. been playing. Look, I know what you've been playing, and I'm really excited for you to talk about. Look, there's no special guest here this week because I wanted to just get right into it. Yeah, there's it, security outside. Security's actually, right outside. now. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're ready to stop anybody from coming in here. They're heavily armed. Yeah, so that I can tell everyone that I rolled credits on a game called Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Finish this game. The Pledge that I made. Thank you so much for that ovation. Let's fucking go. Pledge that I made to uh, uh, publicly at the start of 2022, and then did not start playing this game for another year, uh, in earnest. But (laughs) I did finish it. I finished it. We're recording on Thursday. I finished it on Tuesday morning. Um, I got the purification ending, which is the quote unquote true ending. So I like fucking finished this thing. Wow. Uh, I I will say. This game is just incredible. It's it's one of the most satisfying gaming experiences of my entire life playing through it start to finish. And I'll also say to everyone out there uh, who's maybe, you know, a little spooked by its very deserved reputation as a notoriously difficult game. Uh, if I can beat it, you can beat it. So I would not let be put off by that. What it requires, what it requires, even though it's a game that can be unfair at times. Uh, but, you know, unfair can be fun, even though it's a game that can be unfair at times. What it requires is persistence and patience and discipline. And those are things, traits that anyone can have. Um, I'm going to talk about the final boss fight a little bit because I, I texted the the two of you after I beat a boss who is before this boss. Mm-hmm. That, like, I just beat the hardest boss of the game because that's what I'd read. I'd read some some consensus of that this uh, this boss that comes in the late game. Not the final boss is the hardest boss in the game. Uh, that is not true. The final boss is the hardest boss in the game. Wow. And I I came to understand that a lot of people who said, like, the earlier boss was the hardest boss never actually got to the final boss or weren't able to take down the final boss. So, like, that was kind of their end point. Because 
Uh, I, I, you know, I saw on some lists that this is considered like the hardest boss fight in the hardest Souls game. Like a lot of people who, who just rank all the Souls bosses say this is number one. Um, I'll, I'll compare it. I'll, I'll say for me, I think this is probably I still put Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out at the primary like number one in terms of of final bosses I've beaten. Uh, but that also, I was a kid, and I didn't even have game facts at that point. I was just mm. like, I just practiced him over and over and over again until I finally could beat him consistently. Uh, this definitely felt like that, except at this era, I had, you know, like I was watching YouTube guides at a certain point, just trying to figure out how to beat this dude. The thing is, you can't overlevel because the way the system, the way the systems are set up, there isn't like a way to like, you know, get overpowered. Uh, if you just go through the late, the late game progression, you'll be as powered as you can possibly be by the time you get to this dude. And you can't really cheese this guy. There there really aren't any opportunities. Like, there are things you can do to try to bait out certain attacks, but even that is is, is extraordinarily tedious and, you know, not risk-free. Uh, so you end up just having to fight him straight up, and that's what I did. And it feels like a final exam because this boss has four phases. Uh, the first phase is a boss that you fought earlier in the game. Uh, who is already like a, a very difficult, like kind of like a roadblock boss, a uh, skill check boss that a lot of people uh, check out on about halfway through the game. So you have to fight him first, and then you fight this guy uh, through three different forms. Um, and uh, it's just it, it it's just so punishing and brutal, and he has so many different attacks. And he comes at you with so many different ways, so many feints, so many uh, counter moves to the move that you think is coming. Uh, but you can beat it. You can get past it. It wow. is just unrelenting, uh, but you can figure it out. And I was gra I was just like learning it as I practiced it over and over and over again. Uh, there's a move in this game called the Mikiri Counter, uh, which you learn very early on, which is that when someone uses a thrust attack, you can step on their weapon uh, and then, uh, you know, counterattack. And it, it's got such a great animation. It's got such great sound design. And it's so, so satisfying when you land it. And there are and Mercury counters are key in this final encounter, which is part of what ties it into feeling like, you know, kind of like a final exam for the game. Um, and that is just so satisfying. And when you land those, you feel so great. Um, the you know, uh, uh, when I finally finished this thing, the context of where I was is that I had like woke up. Like, I sometimes have this thing with my sleep where I wake up randomly, like really early in the morning and then I can't get back to sleep. Yeah. So I was like, I'd woken up at like 3 a.m. and I just could not get back to sleep. And and I was on the last boss at this point. So I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll, I'll give this guy a couple of goes. And I went up and I played against this boss for like about 40 minutes or so. And I reached the point where it was like 5 a.m. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try this one more time. And then I'm going to try to lie down again and try to sleep again. And that was the time I fucking got him. Um, and ladies it was, and gentlemen, we got, him. we got him, but I was, it was such a, it was such an odd thing. Cause I was so tired. It was, it was 5.00 AM. It wasn't even, you know, it was still dark out. Uh, I, I was on like, you know, two hours of sleep or something like that. And, and the feeling of satisfaction when I finally landed the death blows on this dude, the fucking, uh, Shinobi execution, uh, and took him out. I stood I like stood up and raised both arms over my head and just went in a whisper so I wouldn't wake Natalie up. Yes! Yes! Hell yes. Yes! I, I just did that for like a minute straight. Uh and I had two gourd charges left, which made it feel even more satisfying. Um but yeah, this this is this game's just incredible. I know this is this is partly just me 
uh, rambling for my own, um, uh, you know, self-efficacy, but you know, fucking whatever. I like, I, I, I feel great and I'm so happy that I played through it. And it's just such an amazingly designed game. Um, such a great convergence of, of system design and narrative and, uh, uh, you know, and tone and, uh, everything controls so well, the sound design, which I've just raved about repeatedly is just such a key part, a part of it. Uh, it just a, a fucking incredible experience. Uh, all that said, I'm going to publicly commit to finishing two more Souls games. I'm not going to give myself a timetable, but I am going to publicly commit to two more because I, I, I like this is partly what drove me to finish Sekiro, which I'm very, very happy that I did. Uh, Demon Souls remake, which I have for PS5 and still have not played, uh, and Bloodborne. Uh, so those are those are two more that I have on my list uh, that I'm going to try to get through. Not even what Elden Ring, which you're almost go. done with. No, I'm going to play. I'm going to do Elden Ring, but I'm going to go back to Elden Ring. I would go back to Elden Ring now if we I didn't have to d- dive right back into Resident Evil Four. Yes. Uh, for the uh, for the podcast, but yeah, I'm 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 definitely Elden Ring is first. But those those are the other two that I haven't played that I'm going to get myself through. That this this fucking guy. I I love to hear it. I I, I we're both very proud of you, Nick. Uh, God bless you. I hugely. God I, bless you. I'm jealous. I want to do that too. And you I guess can that do I can. It. You can do it. You just said that I could. You can do it. If, if I can, can beat it, you can beat it. I know your famous catchphrase that you can't stop saying. <laughs> if I can beat it, you can beat it. You won't stop saying it. He's wearing a hat that says it. <laughs> Available in our merch store. <laughs> do we have a merch store? Uh. Yeah, podswag.com slash played. There's like there's some stuff there. Uh that hat's not there, but it it could be if we keep if we, if we make it a thing. If enough people demand the if I can beat it, you can beat it hat, we'll fucking make it. We don't want the hat. We want a bubsy hat. <laughs> no, fuck. Oh, right. We can't do Shit. that. I don't think we can. I think we're getting in big trouble. The game's great. It's so it's so fucking good. The the tra- the traversal is another a- aspect. I was watching a, a on the on the uh, on the on my bus ride over to the studio. I was watching a YouTube video of a dude who did a, a thirty nine minute and fifty second um, a no hit speed run through the entire game, and uh, you know obviously just it's a, it's an incredible feat. But a big part of like what was so fun about watching that is just like this this particular player had such a great sense of how to traverse the world, uh, particularly with a grappling hook so efficiently. And it was just like glorious to look at. Um, but yeah, and but that's just one aspect of it. It's like it's, it's like a great game, great, a game where it just feels good to run around. And that's just one small aspect of it. That's really great. Absolutely love it. I've not messed with Bloodborne either. I've messed around with the Demon Souls remake a little bit. Yeah, I played uh, OG Demon Souls, but the remake I, I, is effectively still in shrink wrap. I, uh, so the world might be mended. So the world <laughs> might be mended. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to something we said about Bubsy. Please. Why don't we have a mascot on this show? Like a real one, like ours. And I think it should incorporate three things that we love. So uh-huh. like it would be a pun, a punny fucking like little critter. Like a Saturday morning cartoon critter who speaks exclusively in puns and uh-huh. and and Weiger jokes. Great. Who skateboards. Okay. So we can get a, a little mat. And then has like a, a, a power up or like a like a demon mode oh, okay. where it just becomes violence. <laughs> Who am I? I'm violence. <laughs> and it's called like it's called like like 
I don't know, like ch- Chippy. Chippy. GP. GP. Oh. GP. 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 Oh, he's GP. He's GP. That's great. Or get played. He's GP. He's GP. He's an what annoying kind of little cra- He's like a chipmunk that's like, hey, guys. Wait, I don't know if you've seen this. Like, he's like, I don't know. You're yeah. basically <laughs> describing Conker. <laughs> he's con- so our mascot is Conker. He's like annoying, but he like fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can go in as a as a bridge to Matt. Please. Please. With an extremely short what I've been playing is I think three matches of Fortnite. Wow. Wow. And that's it. This last week I have been busy beyond busy. And so I I I had like a I had like a a 15 minute span which is not long enough to play Fortnite. You you need about like a half hour to do like a it's like a 20 minute match or something like that. So 15 minutes means you either have to kill everybody on the island fast enough to win or you have to die. So I, I played like a 15 minute round of Fortnite a couple of times where I would just charge everybody constantly without any strategy. Um, and they uh, they announced some attack on Titan skins. That's it. Wow, That's all I got. I, I haven't I, I I haven't even had a chance to take a walk and use that bird app I talked about last week. Nothing. I've been playing nothing. I turn on my Steam Deck for this week's uh for this week's game. Mm-hmm. And my first level of criticism is you can't fucking play it on the Steam Deck. Yeah, oh. I didn't realize so that. I haven't even I haven't even held a fu- like nothing. I don't think it would be bad if you got in some Fortnite while we were recording. Like, if you wanted to play around, I think that's okay. No, that's insane. What are you saying? I'm just saying, like, you can multitask. If you want to do that, this is a, it's, it's, it's on topic for gaming. I'd, I'd have like yeah, a Yeah, why don't I just go brush beat. my teeth while we're at it, too? Well, yeah. that's off topic. <laughs> Not a, to, a dental care podcast. But. Abadaka, what, you, what have important. you been playing? Okay, so I didn't prepare you guys for this. I've been Uh-oh. making this as we've been talking. I, I guess I've been multitasking as wow. well. Um, but I was in New York City over the weekend. New wow. York City? Yeah. The city that never sleeps. The wow. home of the slice. That's what they call it. And I went. I visited. <laughs> well, a couple things happened. First of all, the one thing I want to get into real quick before we get started. I was recognized on the streets of New York. By a Get Played fan. Wow. Holy shit. I'd like to shout out this fan, James James Gethins. James, thank you. James did not stop me. James DM'd me, said, hey, I think I just saw you, and I know that I did. James, you could have stopped me. I would have said hello. Yeah. I would have been delighted to say hello. Uh, but thank you <laughs> for what you did do. Yeah, thanks for taking the weirder approach. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think to James's credit, they might have been doing something. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and uh, no, I think I think it's respectful of your privacy. I yes, so that, that's a nice way. To um, and I also think they didn't weren't for sure wasn't they weren't a hundred percent sure, and then they yes. saw that I was in New York um, on my Instagram story. Uh, but James recommended that I go to a, a store that was very nearby to where I was. Wow. Um, called Video Games New York. And I went in there. Oh, one of the best. This is what his recommendation was. He said, it's one of the best video game stores ever. I went in there. It was lovely. I loved it. It was hot as hell in there. It was a cold day in New York. Wow. So I was, it was nice to be in there because they had just were cranking the heat. 
but just wall-to-wall games, just like cases and cases of games uh, and like just like fun stuff to look at. Uh, I didn't buy anything because I didn't need, I was like, I don't need to get anything. I'm not doing, I'm not, I, I'm not going to do any shopping today. But it was really nice to be in there and just be among uh, like gaming stuff. I was like, oh, cool. Like they they just had like everything. Like if I was like, oh, if I needed a, a replacement nunchuck for my Wii and I lived in New York, this is where I'd go. There you go. Uh, yep. But it's a great story. If you haven't been there and you live in New York, go there. It's great. Um, but the real thing I wanted to bring up was that I went to the, the Nintendo store in uh, Nintendo New York and I made a little slideshow. Wow. And the I fuck? I made a little slideshow and I'd like to share it with you guys. This is a All right. for you two exclusive. Well, we'll we'll tell the audience what it is that we're seeing. Yes. It's a PowerPoint, a full PowerPoint. Matt's Matt's and it trip starts to Nintendo with NY. But black text on a white background. Like uh like Matt is a district manager in a uh Schaumburg, Illinois <laughs> branch of uh of Uline. But here we go. So what do we mean when we say Matt's trip to Nintendo New York? Um I went to New York and I went to the, this was like I was planning I was there for a wedding. Yeah. But on one of my free days I was like we have to go to the N- Nintendo store. We have to go, we have to go, we have to go. Uh so I so my girlfriend and I did and this is just a really just a sideshow of pictures. Um, you're greeted with this gold statue of Mario. <clears throat> Look at cool. it. It's an amiibo, but big. It's yeah. a big amiibo. Uh, so you already know. You're like, okay, there's no mistake. Yeah. I'm at the Nintendo store. These, this has been a talk of the internet for a little while, uh, last couple of weeks. They made Mario's shoes in real life. And these, cool. these are his shoes. On top of a question They're block. At the Nintendo On top of a question store, He's on the ground floor. Yes. Matt is currently showing us a sort of poorly framed. Yes, I didn't do a like good job of taking this picture. He was not holding the phone straight up and down, so it's it's, it's <laughs> well, like he was running past this display. You are spot on. I <laughs> when I got into the store, I was immediately just like overwhelmed. It was like because oh, yeah. here's the thing about it: it's just a fucking store, right? Like it's it's yeah. it's not any different than like a Disney store or something, but like just everything. I wanted to buy every single thing in there. I loved it. Yeah. It was it was just yeah. great. Uh, it's a beautiful store. There's me and my girlfriend. Um, we were a standing nice in front. We stood stood in front of this um, like standee for the Mario movie. Mario looks like he's stepping on me, and my girlfriend looks like she's in on it. <laughs> <laughs> they plotted this thing so they can run off together. Um, but we took that picture. Oh, this is a, a photo of a um a KK slider plush that my girlfriend said he's hot. Wow. What? She said, "Hey, he's kind of hot, right?" And what? I said, "KK slider?" Yeah, if you're not familiar with the Animal Crossing franchise, KK slider is a dog with a guitar. And apparently and he's eyebrows. hot. Yeah. Huge yes. eyebrows. That was the one thing she responded to in the entire store. <laughs> Holy shit. And now this is just two displays here. I will here. say, in, uh-huh. in, in, in her defense, uh, there is a, a KK Slider meme I am fond of that I, I used to, uh, when I post on social media, I used to use it all the time. Um, but it is a KK Slider, uh, like a super muscly KK Slider yeah. uh, sitting on a stool 
uh, wearing like sh- like boy shorts and uh, strumming his guitar. And he says, any requests? And someone uh, from the crowd yells out, yeah, lose the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite meme. I love that. I got to find it. Uh, this is just a, a display case. It's like it's kind of like it's a store, but it also has a little bit of history in there. It has every single one of their handhelds in display and uh, every single one of their home consoles, uh, which is it's just it's just cool to see all this when you're there. It, it was just which is like nice to see it. all. Yes. Uh, you get a you get a real go back to that slide for a moment. Yeah, Matt, because I, I just want to point out how gorgeous the Super Famicom design is. Yes. Compared to the chunky uh transformers rectangle boy that we got here as the super nintendo i love the design of the super famicom really it's really so nice. pretty i yeah it's i also so pretty i also like the 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 four different colored buttons the face buttons mm-hmm. versus yeah. like we got you know we just got two colors and says for some reason that at the time that was like no americans want things to be blocky like we can't have yeah. something that's like sleek and and yeah. molded um and now look at us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you look at all the other consoles on the shelf above it, which are all uh, international release consoles like the Switch and mm-hmm. the Switch Lite and the Wii U, they all retain that rounded corner look yeah. of the uh, Super Famicom that was just fucking dropped. It's dropped. Uh, I put that KK Slider meme in our group chat. Um, I, Matt, I've you got. Can- the fucking FBI is here. <laughs> uh, the security that's outside the studio right now is turning on us. Um, I'll go through the next couple of these. This is just me right. and Mario, my guy Mario. Uh, oh, that's nice. I was as happy as all of the other small children that were in this store. Yeah, it was you a lot look of- elated. <laughs> you look just like like concentrated joy. It's I was. I didn't want to leave. I yeah. loved it. It was so. It was just so cool to just see all this stuff. Uh, this was really crazy. They had a big wall that had a huge monitor on it that people were playing Mario Kart on. And you could line up and play Mario Kart on a big wall. That's fun. We didn't get in line because we had somewhere else to go. Uh, but there's me and Bowser. And Bowser, he's going to freaking kill me. And I'm still like as, as pleased as punch yeah. over here. Yeah. Uh, these are some of the things that I got. I got a cu- I got three little plushes. I got They had some Pokemon plushes that I just I, I couldn't leave without. I got Groudon, Empoleon, and Sobble. Sobble's like a keychain, kind of. Sobble is sick. Sobble's really good, but Empoleon and Groudon are from uh, Pokemon Ruby and and Sapphire, and those are my guys. And I was like, I need to get them. I will die for them. Uh, So I I got those. Uh, And I also got this really great mug with Yoshi on it uh, and this, this shirt with Bowser on it that says, Where Everyone Can Play Nintendo New York, established 1889. Uh, that mug is awesome. The mug is great. And the great. shirt you're wearing today at this record. Yeah, I'm wearing this shirt right now. Uh, they had a Princess Peach mug and a Bowser mug, and I sincerely regret not getting the other ones that they had, too, uh, just because they're just so sick-looking. Uh, the art is really, really cool on them. Uh, but that's that's basically... I didn't play any games when I was gone. Uh, just I, I came back and started playing uh, Resident Evil 4, but that was my big that was my big uh my big trip, my big vacation wow. uh to the Nintendo New York store. And thank you for indulging my my slideshow, my visual slideshow for the audio podcast. Wow. Uh any chance we could put that KK slider meme up in the uh on the Zoom? Oh yeah, absolutely. So we can take a look at it. Don't yeah, well I know Jordan's in there. Jordan's gonna watch this. I'm gonna see get this. arrested. Yeah. <laughs> uh just for looking at this. <laughs> Let me see here. Let me just get this. It's gonna be really funny. Um here it is. 
<laughs> That's good. It's good. I, I have I have one more thing I want to uh, I want to talk uh, about. You're just gonna put that fucking slide back up no, on the screen. <laughs> I mean, now I wish that was my plan. <laughs> Look, he's saying any requests and the responses lose the shorts. It's, cl- it's classic. It's funny. It's funny. Now, no, I, I'm going to talk a little bit of, of, about what I was streaming. It's time for a little stream, Daddy. Did we agree on that? Did we? Is that? Did we? Was there a conversation that we had that I don't remember? Uh, Jordan and I had a conversation. He <laughs> asking if she could make the song, and she did. Song's great. I I'm sorry I talked through Thanks, it. Jordan. I I guess we should play it again for the fans. Jordan, you're, that's, that's you singing on that too, right? Yeah, that's me singing. Lovely voice. The track is Thank the track, track is, great. is great. I I applaud the artistry and the and the love and the attention to detail in the track. I don't remember the conversation where we named a segment of our podcast after like a urine fetish. <laughs> I don't like what? What? When did you guys hijack this? <laughs> I feel like this is what happened. Yeah, Nick was very in a rare in a rare moment, fast asleep. Woke up, sweating. <laughs> Ran over to his computer. Yeah. Opened up his his uh, email client of choice. Emailed Jordan and I. You might have been on this email too. I don't know if you you're were. for sure on this email, but it's okay. also like there's no way you saw it. Your life is uh, very busy right now. <laughs> And then he put in the request. And then Jordan turned it around basically immediately. Yeah. As if it had already been done. Look, it's a tribute to Dream Daddy, a great visual novel, a great dating sim, and a- akin to the game we're going to be discussing uh, in-, in a bit here, the Sonic game that came out as an April Fool's prank in terms of how it plays. But yeah, it's, it's a, you know, it's not meant to be like a water sports thing. So it's, just, it's, just, it's streaming content. So... When you say water sports, uh-huh. you're not talking about piss. No, I was there. Oh, I was okay. saying it's not meant to be a reference. What Heather was saying is that she thought Stream Daddy was a urine fetish, which I'm saying it's not that. It's, t- it's about streaming content. But then, but you understand that there are water sports? I understand that-, that water sports exist. I understand that that is a euphemism for piss play. That's not what we're talking about. And also... I'm not kink shaming anyone. Yeah. Drink all the piss you like, you fucking freaks. Guzzle it up. I'm I'm not kink shaming either. I just feel like there should have been a conversation. You would have said yes. You would have said yes. This is the thing. You would have agreed. This is the thing. Now you've heard the song, so you're like, it's good. (laughs) Can Can I mention what the other name was supposed to be, Heather? Yes, go ahead, yeah, Jordan. No, please. It was supposed to be Cream Daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is everybody on the same team that's not my team? <laughs> what, what happened? 
Save that one for the other podcast. Mm, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I know what I'm talking about, though, which is a game I streamed Chained Echoes on Game Pass. Ooh. You both may have heard of this game because there was a lot of late-in-the-year hype. Uh, it came out in like late December of 2022, and so it's effectively a 2023 game developed largely by a solo dev um, named Matthias Linda. And it is a throwback JRPG so clearly inspired by Chrono Trigger uh, and has... Uh, an awesome battle system uh, that revolves around overdrive. So it is turn-based, and you can see the order of your turns for your party members and each of your individual opponents. And as you execute certain moves, uh, this meter fills, and when it lands in overdrive, all of your attacks are twice as potent. So, however, you can overheat past overdrive by using it too much, at which point you are extra vulnerable uh, and not as potent. So you want to just you're trying to just keep that dial, keep this uh, this little, uh, you know, uh, this little sliver in the same sort of section of the gauge. And that comes from just like nudging it, you know, left and right in terms of how you sequence your moves, because certain moves will will cool down that meter and other moves will amp it up or most of your other moves will amp it up. Uh, so it's just a really fun balance in terms of how, uh, you know, that system works as as the the primary gameplay component. Uh, the storytelling seems like, you know, great throwback, very kind of straightforward stuff, but, you know, uh, a, a really cool world with some great pixel art, um, some great sprites. And uh, also it has a really good score. Um, the music is by, uh, not by Matthias, it is credited to Eddie uh, Mari Anucro. Uh, and uh, who is a, a Texas-based composer. Uh, and here is a track. Uh, this one is called Calling Upon Bravery. Uh, let's hear a little bit of this. This is great. Anyway, awesome JRPG. Uh, it is on Game Pass, Chained Echoes. And if you like that sort of thing, check it out. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some more time into it, maybe on and off stream. Wow. Yeah. I gotta get back into this in, into streaming. It's just it's it's been it's been a crazy couple of months. Matt, if you get back into it, we can play the theme twice. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd play I it once, great. and 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 you know have it sort of be the umbrella sting. For yes, a right. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're you're not talking about the music we just heard. No, yeah. no, the the oh, sting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that reminds me, my uh, my mom called to tell me that uh, I bought her a ton of games for Christmas for her Switch. Uh huh. And rules. she was like, "I just started Octopath Traveler. It's incredible." Wow. I looked up and it was like four hours later, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this game is amazing!" <laughs> Man, your mom owns. Shout out to my mom playing Octopath. Yeah, Gail Campbell might have just sold me Octopath Traveler. <laughs> I've heard I've heard two is like a, yeah. an, a, a big step up from one. That's and what I've heard too. I've, I'm fucking intrigued by that too. But you know, so many games, so yeah. little time. <laughs> I feel like I've, I've de- I haven't done a good job of explaining the posture system in Sekiro. I'm just, just I'm just going to acknowledge that we've talked about the game a lot. I just feel like I haven't explained the posture system well. Yeah, it is a really great system. It's the central. 
you know, the, the central engine of the combat. Uh, you're trying to break your opponent's posture while not having your own posture broken. It's separate from your health bar, and it involves, you know, aggressively landing sword swings and as well as as time deflections of the weapon attacks from your opponent. Uh, and for me, when it really clicked is there's a mid game boss where I realized that the way you beat him is you just you play super fucking aggressive. You're just hitting him all the time. He's hitting you back. You're deflecting them. You get up in their faces and hit and run does not work in this game. Uh, it's all about like, you know, a, a being bold, uh, being up against somebody, taking it to them. I had to kept, I kept reminding myself of this when I was playing this final boss, like take it to them. And the posture wow. system is central to that. There is one attack uh, that you have, uh, and the, the Ichimonji, and then there's an upgraded uh, version called the Ichimonji Double that uh, like reduces your own posture and also damages the posture of the uh, of your opponent. And like that, you that is 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 super duper potent inside. Uh, in the context of boss fights, because bosses can usually they have super hard hitting attacks. And if you don't deflect them perfectly, you don't parry them perfectly, uh, you're taking a lot of posture damage yourself. So it's it's again, it's separate from health. You can beat a boss without really depleting its health bar much. You just are breaking their posture and then hitting them with a death blow. And it it's it feels fucking great. Sorry, I, just, I felt bad. I don't I don't think I ever explained that well. I'm not sure if I explained it well then. But I felt like I had to say something. Uh, I think another example of posture yeah. breaking would be like every time Nick says a joke and you watch me like double over in pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's when I'd hit you with a death blow. Yeah. Yeah, red dot would appear on like, you. Yeah. It's just yeah. setting it. So like you don't have to like do chip damage. Like right. once in a while he'll just be like hot dog. How about my dog? And I'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? That's good. Posture that's... broken death blow. That was so good. <laughs> How about my dog? <laughs> you know my old catchphrase, if I can beat it, you can beat it. I think it's maybe gone. <laughs> now it's hot dog. How about my dog? <laughs> How about hedgehog? Oh. Sonic, that is. And see? What? This is why we're the premiere podcast. Unscripted transition. <laughs> fantastic delivery. The rest of this? Scripted to a T. <laughs> Scrub uh, to the end. You all got played. <laughs> <laughs> the Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog was developed by Sega's social team, published by Sega, and released on March 31st, 2023 of this year uh, for free as an April Fool's prank. I, I, I want to say before we get into this game... As far as video game April Fool's pranks, I, I find them kind of exhausting as I do find April Fool's at large. However, the one that I think was genuinely great, and it comes partly because it was from the era of print media, was the, and Heather, you 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 likely remember this, the April 1992 issue of EGM, where they said there was a hidden character in Street Fighter II called Shang Long. Uh, Which was a uh, reference to a mistranslation yes. in Ryu's... Uh, like, uh, if he beat you or if you beat somebody else, like his, his winning text would be like, you have to defeat Shen Long to stand a chance. And yes. people created this mythology that Shen Long was Ryu's master or something like that. Yes. So that, and that all, all, you know, like you were saying, it was a mistranslation. So it was only happening in the West. And so there was this rumor that Shen Long was an unlockable character. EGM published like a full page, uh, you know, spread in their uh in their April issue of that year saying that how Shang Long how to unlock Shang Long 
and they have like this this super elaborate thing that you need to do that involves beating M. Bison without taking a hit, uh, without doing any damage or taking any damage yourself for 10 rounds. So just this Herculean feat that you have to do. Uh, and then if you do that, if you survive through 10 rounds of ties with full health bars, Shang Long will enter, toss M. Bison away, and now you have to fight him. Uh, and it was it was one of those things where it's just like people were just trying this because there wasn't like the Internet. There wasn't a way for people to say, yeah. like, hey, this is bullshit. This is made up. People were just like go to the arcade and try to do this or like play this on their home version and try to pull this off. And I don't know. I did. It, so it's one of those ones that's genuinely clever. It's also one of those things that folded back in on itself because they ultimately made him an, uh, an actual character in the game. Right. In some Street yes. Fighter version. In Street Fighter 4, uh, Ryu's uh, master, Goken, was released. Uh, and he uh, was not fun to play as, let me tell you. <laughs> not not my favorite character in the game. But um, I want to shout out uh, an April Fool's prank by a video game company. Please. Um, which comes recently enough in the internet that it had all like there there was a inflection point where we all started oh it's april 1st it's going to be a lot of bullshit yes right and i think that this happened after we were all media savvy enough to be like oh it's a brand jumping on a bandwagon however i think that this prank plays upon a self-knowledge by the company about how fucking crazy their peripherals peripherals are in general and like all the shit that you would buy for a sony system and it was 2015's playstation flow which mm -hmm. was a commercial for a like a vr thing that you bought so that you could do swimming levels by making the motions of swimming in your living room and that's like okay it throws up a red flag. You're like, oh, it's an April Fool's joke. But you have to remember that this is the same company that patented that you would interact with commercials in order to get them to stop by standing up on your couch and shouting McDonald's. So it's not <laughs> out of character for Sony no. to be like, how about if you buy this thing? It's got a very, very niche audience and it's not going to be something fun to execute, but we're going to mass produce it like... That's one of my favorite April Fool's pranks. The PlayStation Flow from 2015. Do you guys, have you seen that commercial? I kind of remember it, but I, I have to rewatch it. it. It also it also is a really good, cringy Sony commercial. Mm. Like glass offices right. and lots of bokeh in the camera and, and, and like some woman being like, Nothing we appreciate more than a sense of movement in game, like that kind of yeah, language. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know what? Another April Fool's prank I now like is this one because I do think this game is pretty fun. And I saw someone characterize this. I think it was a Polygon reporter uh, who said that this is like better than it has any reason to be. And that's kind of my feeling on this one. It, it largely plays like a visual novel, uh, you know, murder mystery game um, with a, you know, with a little bit of light investigation, kind of just a, a kind of like, like, like 
hunt the pixel style, uh, you know, kind of Phoenix Wright style, like just finding objects and then, you know, d- d- unleashing pieces of evidence. But then it's also got some light platforming uh, that is used to take the place of like actually making an argument. So like your char- when your character is thinking, uh, you go into these like isometric platforming sections that you control uh, with your keyboard. Uh, but overall, I don't know. I thought this was pretty fun. I want to say two opening remarks here. Please. One is fucking crazy that the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic's born on a console and you cannot play this game on any console. It is right. Mac OS or PC only. Like, but that's nuts on its own. It's a, it's, it's a gated April Fool's joke. Yeah. The other thing is, as this game starts, you are reintroduced to the cast of characters from Sonic the Hedgehog games And I didn't know who half of these assholes were. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was pretty well versed in Sonic lore. But I, through the play of this game, was like, what is Espio? Is it a rhinoceros? I I mean, I know of Espio, but I can't remember if I've encountered him in a game. But I was like, that guy's not new to me. Like, I know him. I know Vector the Crocodile. Like, I know... The, the I, I knew all these characters, but I know what you're saying. Like the the kind of the roster of Sonic shitty friends has has bloated quite a bit. <laughs> like I know, a I know I know Rouge because of the pornography that Weiger uploads. Yeah. And I gotta say, Rouge in this game, Rouge the Bat, has never looked better. Yeah. Baffling, baffling. Halter top over human breasts on yeah. a bat. Yeah. That's a thief? You should get some nice to mischief. see my boy Shadow. Lo- I love great. seeing Shadow in a, in a thing. I love you know. I like Vector. I didn't. I was not familiar Vector's with really Vector. Cool. Vector is cool. Yeah, Vector's cool. And they they didn't have Big the Cat on that train, which was interesting. No. Yeah, they no had big. a Big the Cat. The, I feel like the train conductor was Big the Cat adjacent, but I was like, just make him Big the Cat. I was waiting for the reveal of like it's been me, Big the Cat, all along, yeah. which doesn't actually happen. It, yeah, but it does take place on a train. There is a train conductor. It is kind of like a classic, you know murder mystery train thing happened the it's a it's amy rose's murder mystery like birthday party like she's like like oh we're all gonna dress up like characters and everyone yeah. backstories we're gonna play this thing but then there's an actual quote-unquote murder that takes place uh I, sonic becomes I incapacitated wanna, so i've just looked up vector and espio yeah and these are canonically long-lived characters who were both introduced in a 32x game like Knuckles Chaotix is where we meet Vector and Espio the Chameleon, who for a short time was voiced by Joel Troy Baker. Wow. That's really cool. Espio was voiced by I don't I don't remember his name in Death Stranding. Oh, uh oh, yeah. I know Troy what you're about. Goldface. Yeah. G- Goldface yeah. Mc. Thanks, right? Action movie. <laughs> hey, Sonic, is this one of them chili dogs you're looking for? <laughs> it was Higgs, I think. Higgs, yeah. Higgs, that's it. Higgs, right. It's so funny to think- Higgs Monahan. That- Also known as the man in the golden mask, so you were right. Yeah. But it's just funny that like we talked about something for so long, and if you asked me kind of like anything about it, I I would sort of just be like I yeah, I remember some things, but like something yes. like Higgs would take me a second to yeah. to, to to pull certainly. I, I remember find... fragile, but not that fragile. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I uh, yeah I've I've had like I've had this thing where like I finished like a seven hundred page book, 
And then like the next day I was like, I don't remember what the main character's name was. <laughs> so my yeah. brain is just so rotten at this age. It's, it's, mine's basically almost fully smooth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the gameplay, I, I will say that that yes, that I was a little. I understand why they put it in there. When we start going to kind of the Sonic 3D Blast style platforming sections, mm-hmm. when that happened, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know if I love these. Mi- I, like I like this mini game thing being in here. Being in here. All that said, I'm gonna be very careful about what I say because we are a free podcast that sometimes complains about people complaining about our free podcast. 100%. So I don't want to be uh, that and then also complaining about a free game that was presented as a gift. So like it's it's like a thing where I just like I kind of would have liked more of a uh, Phoenix Wright style approach where we're actually like pointing out the right evidence and that's how we're getting there and we're actually making the right you know dialogue choices in terms of advancing the case like actually have this play like a detective game as opposed to having this be the stand-in for the de- detection. Um but I, but oh, but overall, I, I think I really enjoyed it. The thing that I will say about the platforming, Matt, and yes. this is a discussion you and I had when we were getting uh, sandwiches before the record. That's right. Um, there is a the sandwiches are so good. I, yeah, as soon as you said it again, I felt like Scooby Doo. I was like, <laughs> I just oh, sa- sandwich, sandwich. <laughs> uh, the the are they are a little difficult. Like it, yeah, like especially the difficulty ramps up towards the end, where I'm like, this is kind of challenging, and I, I'm I I don't know if it needs to be challenging in this context. That that was yeah, that was sort of a roadblock for me for finishing it, which uh, you told me afterward that you could like basically turn it off. Yes, and uh, which I which, this end which of the story. I didn't do by the yes. way, I, I beat it straight up. But it, but it's like, interesting you, that you, you had to option. do it though. But um, I didn't and I, <laughs> and I didn't. Um, but I this sort of made me realize something. I I this I this execution was so good yeah that I want them to do this for other games like not just like even April Fool style like I would play a Pokemon point and click like adventure like sort of game or I I would I would do that that that's a home run to me uh, I would play a Mario uh just a little text adventure that's why not like i just think that's a it's a fun way to get a little just a little bit of story out yeah. get you get some characters get some get some of the fun characters out there into the world and 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 just have a little blast i i loved that part of it that was really fun to me fully agree i think that yeah. hits that hits so well and i do feel like overall this might be is this like a top 10 sonic game like okay and it's, just it's, it's really, just this is another like, point that i have yeah. because he's not really running around that much in mm-hmm. this I can really get my I can really get around what Sonic is in this one and I was like I like Sonic. <laughs> he's like kind of just like a like I don't know. He was like a fun guy like yeah. he was there to he was there for the party. He's like the captain sort of uh he's represented as the captain or whatever. He's wearing a cool outfit. Yeah. Uh he's impulsive. He's he did practices mindfulness, lives in the moment. Yeah. He's like he's fearless. He's cool. He's uh, cool. He's cool as hell. Uh but Loves I, chili dogs. <laughs> And but I also liked that I if this was like obviously this was like a this was a free thing. If this was a full game, I would have loved more mysteries, of course. Like I would have played like I would have played this game for 40 hours. I was, like, I, I, seriously I would that's <laughs> I would say take a full length version of this game. I loved it. Like I thought it was so fun. And I would have the thing that I would have implemented was I would have um made it so that you can design your sonic character. Uh because I, I think it's all the same generic like red guy. Yeah, and you, everybody you just get to be, name him. You just get to name him, but it would have been fun to be like, "This is what, this is how I look like in Sonic." 
Was there a, was like was there like a, a Sonic game you could do that? I feel like it was Sonic Generations or something. One of them had a character builder. I can't remember. Maybe I'm wrong. That to me just seems great. Like yeah. and maybe you don't. You're not limited to uh, hedgehogs or whatever. You can just be animals, like whatever animal you want uh, with it, with the Sonic design. Um, but I yeah, I just I had a blast with this. Um, I even did sort of like the the platforming elements of it because i was like oh like this this is at least a little different this is uh this is easier than me having to think about <laughs> the mystery uh, yeah uh, <laughs> I, I understand why they did i understand why they took that approach i did i did kind of enjoy them they are they are fun i think they just like ramp up in difficulty a little too much for what this game needs but I, i'm curious and 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 heather i, I want to get your thoughts on this too because you were talking about it being like, like it's weird that this is this is only on on PC and Mac, and you know, and as such, you're controlling these platforming sections with a keyboard. So I'm like, you know, doing Wasta and spacebar to jump, and that in of itself like feels a little unnatural for a Sonic game. But I, I mean, did you like those platforming sections? The difference between people complaining about our podcast because it is free yeah. and they don't have to listen is that I had to play this game for the podcast. So <laughs> I don't feel the same sort of responsibility about complaining about something that was free. I'm glad it exists. I hope that the people who made it are proud of it. I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. This game was not for me. Mm. No segment of this game was enjoyable and I resented spending my short amount of free time cramming this game into my life over the last week. Uh, it's, it is everything I don't like about a game. Mm. <laughs> and I, that doesn't mean that other people can't enjoy it. It's not, I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it is not a game for me. Right? Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. It's like, you it's like, like don't I'm not like going to enjoy kind of what you don't like this type type of game in general, yes. like yeah, in general, you don't in general. So it would make sense and track that I didn't enjoy this experience. Yeah, um, I was so excited when it switched to an actual like I can interact with this game. Mm -hmm. Like when it was like, oh, it's there's a level here and I can play the level and I can like run Sonic around. This is awesome. But yeah, the implementation of that was so close to being a game that it was like somebody let me smell the aforementioned sandwich without eating it. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad to mm. play this, uh, but but really, the art is really charming. Art is great. Like fucking and Love how and it the looks. music is surprisingly like yeah, yeah palatable. Good score. Like it's, it's not a badly designed free game, but you could, uh, there are a few ways that you could have like, I don't know. It f felt microscopically engineered to be like, Heather's not going to like clicking <laughs> yeah. on the environment. How much of this can we like spoil? Uh, like, that's the thing. Well, I mean, you could enter that godless land known as spoiler country. Nick, I mean, Nick, did you just, did she, can you believe what she just said? Can you, I can believe the opening she just left us. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! We're headed to spoiler country. <laughs> Giddy up, motherfuckers. <laughs> Put your hats on. <laughs> Time to blast off. Yeah, I mean, so 
I honestly got a little lost in the narrative as we were going. <laughs> I will say that, like, I was kind of in <laughs> I was like towards the end because also I started this game like you, Heather. I was I was kind of cramming it in, even though my schedule is not as chaotic as yours uh, right now. But like I I started this game at like 10 p.m. last night. I was like, okay, I'll play it for a little bit and finish the rest of the morning. Ended up playing through the whole thing. So by the end, I was pretty sleepy and groggy, just kind of groggily waking my way through those final platforming sections. Uh, But yeah, it's basically like the. Uh, you're 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 div- you're looking through a series of clues and piecing stuff together. And pretty early on, I got that I identified who the killer was, mm-hmm. and and that was who it ended up being. Like I was able, like, okay, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence pointing towards this one character. And then by the time you get to the end game, it is that. However, there's also like Eggman is somehow involved, and then yes. the train is also, uh, you know, driven by a. <laughs> <laughs> the the train is like a mechanized forest critter uh, in the way that, you know, Robotnik would employ. There's, w- there's, uh, a, there's yeah. a moment that uh, in what Eggman says that's like, I don't I don't have time to pay attention to every commuter train. Yes. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, like he's created this train to like. I don't I don't remember his fucking motivation. He creates a bunch of trains that aren't specifically designed to kill Sonic, but all robotnik creatures are designed to kill Sonic. Like he he also is I think trying to better the infrastructure of the Sonic world yeah. by creating AI trains that can deliver people from one place to the other. But that, that's once what it Sonic like, is on yeah. that train, it's like, well, it's got to kill Sonic. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I didn't know you were on this because I, <laughs> I just started like an engineering division and let this thing uh, run itself out. Yeah, is that what it was? It was that the the train because they are they are all are like engineered to kill Sonic. It started to do it like on its own. That's I kind think of so. what happened. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of gained sentience. Um, it's a little confused. The thing that. It's a flicky. A flicky is the the creature that is uh, right. been turned into the uh, the the bird that's been turned into the train. That was something that I was confronted with 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 with, with this game with with playing this was that I was just like, oh, I, there's so much about Sonic that I don't know. Like, there's like I didn't right. know what a flicky was. I was like, oh, like when you were saying like these new characters, I was like, yeah, who are these people? He's got so <laughs> many friends, and then there's these little enemies that I'm not aware of, like a, a flicky. A, a little bird? Well, yeah, Flicky is like a good creature that gets turned into a bad Nick. Mm. So a Flicky is, I think, a, a, a sweet, a, a innocent forest animal, and then Dr. Robotnik has mechanized them and, and enslaved them as, as bad Nicks. Did, any, did either of you, at any point, think that Sonic was dead for real? Because I sort of did. No. <laughs> I was like, he's fucking dead. They're going to come back. They're going to, they, he's, he's like sort of groggy, maybe about to die at one point in the beginning. Yeah. And then your character's like, well, I better go solve this mystery and just sort of leaves him there. It's like, it's going to be so funny when we go back to Sonic and he's dead for real. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 this was like, I don't know. I, I, I had a blast with it. I thought it was super fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Looks great. And yeah, and- it, it looks great. The art's great. I have a, I have a screenshot. What did I screenshot? Um, oh, I screenshot part of the end of the game where Robotnik is hanging out with, uh, his little, little guys and they wanted to throw a party. Yeah. And he's got, uh, digital face. Ghost Girl from Sonic Frontiers, 
but he's also got Mechasonic from Sonic CD. And they're in T-shirts that say, let's go, dad. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought took that as a reference to Sonic's dad, Jules Hedgehog, who is a like becomes a robot. What? what? You know I, about this? I got it. Is there like a book I could read? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not playing all <laughs> these. There's a yeah. whole lot of fanfic. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. Jules Hedgehog gets turned into like a robot he- a hedgehog. Let me find a picture. I just shared the image of Mechasonic in the Let's Go Dad t-shirt. And I, I love it. Also, Mechasonic's got such a good design. Let me pull this up here. Check this out, Nick. Yeah, it does look awesome. Yeah, I remember this scene. Yeah, he looks really cool. Looks cool. Yeah, that's not Jules Hedgehog. That's a different Robo Hedgehog. Jules Hedgehog. His son's name is Sonic, and he has like a normal name. <laughs> Benjamin Hedgehog. It's like Samus's parents. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what like, are they like Ned and yeah it's like Rob and Virginia yeah that's right <laughs> I, I will say that that I think it is cool that Sega has has embraced Sonic as a franchise in the proper way and at least some media like they are yeah they, I feel like they're just like you know they, they figured out what to do with the movies um and like letting the social media team be a little cheeky with Sonic I feel like that's really fun and this is an outcropping of that an outgrowth of that obviously uh and uh yeah I mean it would be cool to have an an another awesome mainline Sonic game but it, in the meantime I'm glad shit like this is able to be created I I hope somebody hears my cry and makes like just I I I like a I like a visual novel like I, I with like this like I liked this quite a bit um I would play another visual novel with characters that I recognize that's just fun that's fun for everybody yeah it's good stuff I want a real sonic game And that's what I came out of this experience wishing for was Sonic Frontiers really scratched an itch. And I hope that uh, we can continue to live in a world where both of these parallel tracks of Sonic's development can be expounded on. Hopefully one of these tracks doesn't have a freaking bomb you got to jump over. (laughs) What? You know, how like sometimes on like Sonic will be on a rail or something. Okay, got it, got it. Sonic Frontiers is fucking great. It's mm. so good. So good. Matt is giving us the evil eye, and it's so nice <laughs> to be on the receiving end of that as opposed I'm to- I'm not even mad end. that you guys like it. I just, I'm, I guess I'm mad that I don't, I, that I didn't <laughs> like it. I wish I could have loved it. It's a game that was not for you. No, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts on this? I don't know. I'm I I I am glad it came out. I am glad we we covered it. I, I probably was going to mess around with it anyway, but I yeah. would not have played through it all the way. This is of, if not for the pod. So it came out on um on March thirty first. Yeah, for April Fool's Day. Yeah. Is this a prank? It's not really because they gave us something. I guess the prank That's is true. that Sonic's not dead, right? He's not really dead. It's just sort of like they put out a funny thing on. The funny day. 
It's not really a prank. I think you're right. Not a prank. Yeah. It's not a prank. Because what's the... I didn't get fooled. I guess I did think he was dead for real for a, a minute, but... I we've as established to have the the mind of a child. The prank would have yeah. been announcing a new Sonic game called this and with a teaser and then being like April Fools it's not coming out. But they just made it. Yeah, it's like it's like uh Starbucks announces the new peanut butter and jelly latte and you go and it's there and it's delicious. And yeah, that's like, not really a prank. And also yeah, yeah. that what sounds that sounds good. Thing? Yeah, it does sound good. <laughs> that sounds really good. Yeah, I'd be into that. I I uh I I recently invested in what could be called one of those stunt food items mm. announced right around April 1st. So it may have been an April Fool's Day prank but they actually made it, which is uh cup noodles breakfast. Oh wow, wow. It's cup noodles, but it's got pancake, bacon and egg in it. So you have like a maple bacony egg experience oh. in your cup noodles. I'd 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 give that a try. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is a prank. Uh, and so based on that and that alone, um, they really fucked up. And I I think that even though it was free, <laughs> that they should really issue an apology. Uh, that's not that's not how that day's supposed to go. Yeah, you're supposed to be fooling people. Yeah, not a not a prank, but a fun game. Really fun. Yeah. A blast. And if you haven't well messed done. around with it, it's free. Go check it out. Yeah. It's limited on what you can play it on, but if you have a uh, a Mac of some sort or a, even a, a PC, uh, it'll run very easily. It's not it's not very demanding uh, at all. Yeah, they should Heather's right. They should have released this on everything. Why not? At least Switch. Yeah. A kid downloading this free Sonic game being like, he's fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's like li- like licensing issues and quality control stuff that they didn't have. Maybe this was made in like two weeks. Mm, yeah. Don't have to worry about ESRB ratings or anything. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Mm. They should have made him. I, I do think they should make him cuss. He should just be like, this fucking sucks shit, dude. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm sure the mod community will figure that out. <laughs> uh, all right. Hey, that was our, our discussion of the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. It's time for the question block. <laughs> All right, this first one, well, first of all, these are all sourced from our Discord, discord.gg slash getplayed, but send us emails, getplayedpod at gmail.com, and leave us a voicemail at 616-2-PLAYED, 616-275-2933. Leave us voicemails. We love voicemails. And the voicemail box is a little dry right now. Oh, boy. So Mm. this time next month, I want to be playing some voicemails. You understand me? Yeah, fill her up. Send, leave some voicemails. Here we go. This first one, this first uh, message from our Discord. Gamer Gun. Gamer Gun writes, mm. "What's your favorite classic retro toy that's not a video game?" Y'all remember your toys? Ooh, yeah. I had a lot retro of Ninja Turtles. Toy that's not a video game? Did you say Ninja Turtle? I had, yeah. I mean, like, I just remember the Ninja Turtles. My parents wouldn't let me get. They were like, no vehicles, no play sets, but you can get uh, uh, TMNT figures. Yeah. So I had some Ninja Turtles figures that were pretty fun. Pose them, look at them. I'm thinking of two specific toys. Uh, well, there's a category of toy that I used to love, which was the Star Wars figures. Uh, when I was a kid, they were like re putting those back out. Uh, and I, I loved those. Um, 
But I also had these Power Rangers that had like a flip head that one, you flipped it and it was like who they were under the mask. Uh, and then you flip it over and it's their Power Rangers mask and they're already in the Power Rangers suit. I loved those. It's cool. Those are really cool. And I also had a Batman, the animated series Batmobile that had a detachable bat plane in the back of it. So you'd like squeeze the back of it a little bit and pull out like the cabin from the car mm. and it became a plane. I loved that Sounds thing. I would take that everywhere. It was so cool. I loved it. I, oh man, I, I've talked about a Ninja Turtle that talked on the show before that had like a, a zip, a zip cord that mm, kind yes. of had record player lines in it. So it would speak. Cowabunga. Love that guy. Yeah. Cowabunga. Master Splinter. Let's let's hit the waves. <laughs> um, but I have a, I have like a glass case here full of things that I didn't get rid of from my childhood, and I could probably just open the case and see if there's anything that sparks joy. Wow, wow. is the sort gas like mask a, from your childhood in there? <laughs> <laughs> sort of like an impromptu, uh, an impromptu. Heather's uh, hole. Uh oh. Uh, all right, Heather's stepping away. I will say that I, I'm trying to think of like things that I would like enjoy now because some of that stuff I just be like, oh yeah, I remember this. But then like I had something that's a little bit more active. Like I I wasn't a Rubik's cube guy. Yeah, but I feel like that I had toys like that that I can't think of right now. You know, I would like Legos were a big one. I I'm I, anytime I mess around with Legos now, I was like, oh, this is if these weren't so fucking expensive, I'd be more of a Lego guy. Yeah, but. I had there was a similar there's a ripoff of Legos called Constructs that uh-huh. let you like build like oh, a, I loved Constructs. Constructs were super fun. I felt like you could be a little bit more architecturally inventive with them. Wow, because they were more of like a, uh, uh, you know, it, it was like had central pillars that you were connecting to, you know, like like kind of connector blocks, and then you had like like pillars that came out of it, and so you oh, kind of I see, it. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the thing that I fetched from my glass case is a uh, doll from a 1990s anime that I really loved called Serial Experiments Lane. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, and this is uh, like she's m- almost Barbie sized, but more articulate. Like you can bend her knees and her ankles and she's got cloth clothing and a cloth backpack. And I loved I loved Lane, uh, which was about a. Uh, a girl whose schoolmate commits suicide and then starts emailing everybody afterwards. Yes. Uh, such a good, like, high concept thing. And then it ended up being this, like, existential deconstruction of the relationship between technology and and people. Uh, and um, Doesn't sound relevant at all. <laughs> she's so old that her, her face color is starting to change. She no longer matches the skin color on the rest of her body because mm-hmm. the face is made out of a different, uh, like plasticine or something. Um, but I like my little, I like my little Lane action figure. I had a, I, I, I owned Serial Experiments Lane on DVD. I really like wow. that series. Uh, it's, uh, I would not consider that appropriate for a child. <laughs> but I guess we're like that, like that falls under more generally kind of like a retro toy sort of thing. Less a thing from your childhood, correct, Heather? I mean, I was young. Yeah. I Like, I don't know what age I was when that came out, but I certainly couldn't drink alcohol, for right. example. Yeah. Hmm. I, I just, I got, like, I was thinking more like under 10 years old, but I guess the question could be broader than that. 
Um, well, if if it was under ten, I wouldn't have anything to say except Sega. Mm. You know, like I was trying, just like, ah, oh, what is something I constructs? Yeah, loved constructs, loved Lego, loved Serial Experiments Lane. There you go. Uh, let's get another question. Okay, I feel like we've maybe answered this before, but I feel like I have like a new answer to this. Uh, this one's from Shiny Fork. What movie IP would you like to see as a game? And now very recently, I texted you guys this. After seeing John Wick 4, Uh it is baffling to me that there isn't a AAA John Wick game. That is a home run. Yeah, that feels like a a very natural fit. It'd be an easy thing to do. I'm not easy. Making a game. Easiest thing in the world to me, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Fucking kid stuff. Yeah, Uh, but I think so much of it, like... I don't know. That to me would just be a home run. There's a sequence in the new one in John Wick Four that is very video game like. Um, the whole thing's you, are yeah, like video you mean games. like the third act. Yeah. <laughs> well, like a- there's like a, a specific shot, like a, a specific camera thing that they did in this in this uh, sequence that is. Um, a full video game that I was like, this rules. I love this. Do you mean like kind of that? There's like an overhead runner. I'm not spoiling yes. anything. But yeah, it's like it's like a it's like a one shot that they're doing kind of like from an overhead perspective. Yeah, that it's, exactly. It's an over happening. it's overhead yeah. perspective, and a lot of people were shouting out uh, Hotline Miami. Oh at, yeah, yeah, one hundred for that. But the director and Keanu had never heard of that game. But uh, the director was like, I saw this game called uh, Hong Kong Massacre, which mm. is basically the same thing. Right. Um. And I was playing that a little bit actually last night, and it's it's not as good as Hotline Hotline Miami, I think, but it's cool. Uh, it, it has a sort of sharper look to it. Um, but a John Wick game, there is a John Wick game called John Wick Hex that is a strategy game, <laughs> that which is not that's not what you want to do. Yeah, a bit of a departure from the yeah source. Uh, if I was maybe planning something in the hotel mm-hmm. in the in the Continental, maybe a strategy game would work. But uh, I'm I'm trying to get out in these streets and be John Wick, baby. Uh, I, my answer is, you know, uh, first off, I, I, uh, thanks for the question. I, I'm always more interested in in original ideas than adaptations, but I I understand where this is coming from, and so my my answer is I would I would point towards another big action franchise that has not really been mined effectively. There was one Nintendo 64 game, but basically nothing else, and part of that is because its star does not like video games, uh, unfortunately, but. Uh, the, the the Tom Cruise Mission Impossible franchise mm. that feels like there's just so much action, so many cool missions. Uh, if they could figure out how to 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 do those those uh, just a just death defying stunts to like a, a way to sort of recreate that and yeah. where the, it w- wasn't just a quick time event, but it was actually had some real interactivity to it. That feels like one. Uh, the other thing I'll say, my favorite movie of last year, and one of my favorite characters in fiction, Lydia Tarr. Should should have a game. Yeah, it feels like that could be like kind of like a spooky sort of point and click sort of experience. Would love to play the Tar game. Wow, Tar the game, Tar the game. Throw in some rhythm sections where you're conducting a symphony. Yeah, and then the rest of it is sort of like what remains of Edith Finch, kind of. Yeah, you sort of right, get yeah. a little bit of the the story behind Tar and yeah, Loki uh, psychic horror. Yeah. What What do you think, Heather? To shut down the conversation that has been going for the last 20 years, I think they should adapt Citizen Kane into a game so that you get the <laughs> Citizen Kane of gaming. Wow. That's, that's a great idea. Um, a whole a whole mini game where you're the sled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Actually, it's pretty good. Um, this <clears> next <throat> one's from Llama Guy eighty nine. Favorite toppings on a burger? I have an off. I have an oddball one. Grilled pineapple, baby. I would not call that my favorite topping on a burger, but I've had it in certain contexts, and it is it is delightful. With a teriyaki sauce, yeah, or that something? can be a lot of fun. That's that's a, there's an Islands burger like that. That one's the, a blast. My favorite. This is my favorite favorite restaurant. Yeah, I fucking love Islands. <laughs> the shame so many locations have been closing. I don't. I can't even talk about it. Yeah. Get a slice of cheese pizza, Heather. A big one, like a New York slice. Oh, cut a circle. In the middle of that, using like a mason jar or something slightly larger. Get a double cheeseburger from your place of choice and put that slice of pizza that's circular in between the two patties of meat. That's my favorite topping on a pizza. You've done this. What are you? Yes. How could it be my, how could it? It's so delicious. It your brain is like, oh, it's all of it. It's everything. <laughs> like, yeah, you're just so happy to be eating it. How does one even conceive of something so genius? Yes, it's a beautiful mind. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's how you do it. You've had a pizza the night before, and it's in the fridge. Mm. You order a cheeseburger, and then you're like, "Fuck, I had pizza leftovers." Hmm. You know what I could do. Toss that, toss that yeah. pizza slice in a tempt fate. In a toaster, yeah. yeah. Fucking heat it up. Put it in between two slices of meat. Woof. It's good. It's These... like a Big Mac, except the the middle bread is pizza. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, that's exactly what I would do. What what you what would you put it? What when my head is a Big Mac? Um, the boy, I really like. We're talking about individual toppings, and I'm gonna say cheese is just assumed to be on a burger. Uh, I am going to, or not, not this this category of topping. I, honestly, I think my answers would be like dill pickles and raw onions. Wow, I feel like those like I those are that's always hitting on a burger. If we start to be more like construct an entire burger, then my answer might change. But if it's like, what would I want on any burger? Yeah, I think I'd want some raw onions and I'd want some pickles on there. Wow, that's a it's classic. But you know what? What's a great? You were talking about that 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 you know sort of the the Hawaiian style burger that's mm-hmm. got the uh, the 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 pineapple and the teriyaki sauce. I like like I really like like a good barbecue burger. Like I don't eat bacon anymore, but like you know back in the day, like the the Western bacon cheeseburger that's like run. bacon, yeah. uh, barbecue sauce, and onion rings. Like those components together, like that could maybe be my favorite like combination of burger toppings. Absolutely. Oh, um, great question. I'm so I, fucking hungry. I know. Oh I love God. burgers. Burgers, burgers are, are so good. Burgers are like the top food. They're yeah, the they're best really one. Um, this one, this next one's from Andrew S. How would you bring back the arcade? Now, I thought this was interesting because mm. I have an immediate pitch. Because arcade cabinets, I would imagine, are quite expensive to fill up an entire room with, right? Yeah, and to maintain. And to maintain. They can't be more expensive than like a gaming console or even like a low-end PC, right? I'm saying, let's just get some consoles in there. They take up less space. And then you sort of charge for like a round of Mario Kart or something. Or like mm. um, you get like 16 computers all playing Halo. And that's the Halo area. And you can go play like 
you know, 30 minutes of Halo for a fee or something. And then you're like, okay, well, time's run out. I've died this many times or whatever. I can either add more money or I could just get up. I've done that. I think it should be, it shouldn't just be arcade cabinets anymore. I think there should be a console experience represented at the arcade. And that's also then expanding it to people who don't have the consoles at home and they can go and play a, a limited time of like a console game that's like not like a story or something, mm. but like something that's like multiplayer or um, sort of short run uh runs of games so basically like a gaming cafe yeah you're saying like merge that merge that existing concept with like or have some arcade cabinets as well so yeah kind of the best of both worlds i know gaming cafes are much more of a thing in other countries oh really they're not as common in the u.s um but yeah i i know like you know you can go to i i feel like at least there was a time when when you you go to a gaming cafe in like south korea and there'd just be like a whole bunch of land connected pcs you could play you know starcraft on or whatever yeah Put that like put in like you could you could play like a level of like a Lego Star Wars or whatever or like uh you can select some tracks from uh the Kingdom Hearts rhythm game or something and that's like a something you could do. Uh I think that's maybe what should be happening. But then also you have the classic arcade experience there as well. It's not completely gone. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just might be a thing. I think I think it's just going to be a a, a a niche for hobbyists. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know if there's a way to bring back the arcade. I think that ship has unfortunately kind of sailed. Uh, I I think the barcades have done pretty well. Yeah, and you know it just it, it feels like hey, Dave and Buster's is still thriving though. A lot of the games there are like giant sized versions of existing mobile games or you know just basically it's more of an experience it's more like hey this is the pirate ship game you sit down on it's not necessarily well realized as a video game but you get to feel like you're in a pirate ship for a bit maybe another way we could you could go is if you kind of merged it like what you're saying matt but if like you kind of took that more into like the uh, the world of vr and being yes. like hey you know what we actually have the commercial real estate space to uh, you know uh, to uh, allow for more for larger vr experiences i know some of those vr things exist at malls and stuff i haven't actually been to any of them but maybe if that was like a more of a vr focused thing that also had arcade cabinets i could see that maybe working i don't know i i think if I was going to revitalize an arcade, um, I would make it a dive bar. Mm. Oh, I think that I think that to try and beat the home console experience and like just the cleanliness and the pleasure of like playing at home, you have to go after the environment instead. And I think the environment should be like. Filthy, (laughs) just (laughs) filthy. And uh, like, because you want, you, you want drinks forward so that people are like, yeah, I'll play a fucking round of rampage. It's a dollar. I don't give a shit. I'll put a dollar in a rampage. I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I think like all of these bars that have like one arcade game that's like, Tiger Woods golf or big buck hunter fucking like instead build out the back of that bar to have like 30 arcade games, but it's not barcade where it's like, Oh, everything's shiny. And the, and the drinks are like video game themed. I want this to be a place where like the saddest divorce men go to play (laughs) and, and, and they don't even know there's an arcade. They're just there because they've got like dollar beer pitchers. That's it, how I revitalize the arcade. 
basically what you're describing is like a lot of the arcades I remember as a kid. They were like dingy and gross and like kind of shady businesses or like attached to a bowling alley that was yeah. kind of grimy. And so I I, I, I think I like this in a, in a sense of like kind of tapping into that that childhood nostalgia of people our generation who are just now like grown up and like, oh, yeah, this is like the arcades I remember going to, except yeah. now there's there's booze and shit. I think it would also be nice to have some more like if you're if you're leaning fully into nostalgia, you're leaning into millennial and Gen X nostalgia, have like some like, you know, we we're talking retro toys earlier, but have that be part, part of the decor, have some like retro snacks yeah. available. If I could go there and and, you know, have a fucking uh, uncrustable, yeah, yeah, an ecto cooler. Um uh yeah and 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 play some uh some bad dudes i'd be into that wow that sounds like a blast um and then also a dollar pitcher baby oh yeah yeah love a dollar pitcher <laughs> uh finally this one's from beefy fetus what <laughs> what series did you get into way into its lifespan I played the Metal Gear Solid and original Sonic trilogies but for the first time a year or so ago and had a blast. Been having a blast with Final Fantasy uh Final Fantasy 12 lately too. I know Heather's a fan of that one. Mass Effect. Mass wow. Effect Legendary Edition got me into Mass Effect. Yeah. I was like these games are fucking awesome and I always thought I would like them but I just didn't have time or just like wasn't in the right mindset when they had their original run and when I played them again I was like these are fucking great. I was talking to like Mass Effect fans being like this game's so good. And yeah. They're like, we know. <laughs> I would say for me, definitely Metroid. I'm late to Metroid. Hell yeah. But getting like but playing Dread and then um Zero Mission and Fusion and uh in in Prime, I'm all in on Metroid. I love Metroid. Uh Zelda to some extent, like I haven't played that many Zeldas, and there are quite a few of those. Um and another one, I was just oh god, what was it? I was just thinking about this. The uh, I can't even remember, but Metroid was my big answer. Uh, oh, Halo. I didn't play. I didn't mm. have Xbox. Mm, sure. Uh, so I got into Halo uh, when I got the Xbox uh, Series S, and Reach is my favorite. I've only played a little bit of Infinite, and mostly played multiplayer on Infinite. Uh, played through the first one a little bit, but I loved Reach. Halo Reach is an incredible video game. I I love that game. I, I think about it a lot. Uh, that so that's my answer. Halo and Metroid. Mine's gonna be a uh, IP that crosses the boundaries of, and it's Star Wars. Well, oh yeah, that's right. Like I yeah. didn't get into Star Wars like for real until the Last Jedi, and then I was like, I have to consume everything, and that included the video games. So. The first time I think I played even the Super NES Star Wars games was after Last Jedi. Wow. Like, I was like, well, I got to go back and, and see what this is all about. Oh, they're not very good. But, <laughs> like, um, Rogue Squadron or Star Wars Squadrons, whatever the fuck that one's called. That's that's only because of Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Like, so, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my answer. Star Wars. A latecomer, but but a but a really intense, like lore. I'm gonna love that all of it. The I uh, love it. I think we've done, we've said this on the podcast before, but Heather, you and I, our first attempt at a podcast, we recorded a pilot just on our own 
uh, for a, a show that was just about like me as the guy who's like super into Star Wars. You as someone who just got into Star Wars because of Last Jedi and it was called Star Wars A New Fan. And yeah. we recorded one episode of that. And then I, for whatever reason, we we're just like, hey, let's not do that. And then like a year later, we started this show. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, it's all true. All of it. <laughs> okay. Nice. This guy must be the big fan. <laughs> and that's it for the question block. Wow. This week. Thanks for your questions, everybody. Remember, you can always send them to the email address and uh, or leave us a voicemail. We love those voicemails. So go ahead and do that. Uh, you can find our social media in the episode description. Our engineering is by Jordan Duffy, Jordan K. Duffy on Instagram. And uh, check out our paywalled show, Get Animated. Heather, what are we talking this week? We're on episodes 15 and 16 of Blue Lock, the soccer anime that's actually a combat anime that just kind of lightly references soccer. It's so fucking good. People who've given it a shot have agreed with us that it is so fucking good. <laughs> check it out on patreon.com slash Get played or about a month later on Stitcher Premium. Yeah, check all that out. Love Blue Lock. Love talking about the show. And as a parting words to all of you, I just want to say, if I can beat it, you can beat it. <laughs> and hot dog, more like my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you got played.